you want about a four or five minute warning on this? Is that normally? Yeah, yeah that's okay. fine. I'll give you Yeah, four. I think so. That works out okay. Yeah. And Eric, I'll target it for 27 minutes. So. Sounds good. All right. And then you all set, Tawny, on this one? Mm-hmm. Okay, Eric, we're ready. All right. Here we go. Welcome, welcome, welcome back to the Staying Power podcast, which is all about resilience, what it is, what it isn't, how we know if we have it, what to do if we realize we don't have it, or if we don't have as much of it as we would like. In the end, resiliency is a choice that we can all make. And joining me, as always, to share our ideas and experience in helping others from around the world develop their own resilience is my friend, colleague, co-host, Tawny Santabria. Hi, Tawny. How are you? It's great to see you. Hey, JD. Great to see you too. I'm doing pretty well. Oh, good. Thank you. Good, good. Glad, glad to, glad to hear it. Uh, so here we are once again, talking about resiliency, all the different ways that we can develop it in our life, because we all want that. So where would you like to go today with this? Where do I want to go today? Um, I, I was having some thoughts about um, yeah, the word awareness. Awareness kind of keeps coming up. Okay. And I know when I, when when awareness comes up, what also comes up is, because um, we use these words interchangeably, I think, mindfulness, mm. awareness, presence, um, heartfulness, um, that that they mean all the same kinds of things. There might be some different, uh, you know, pieces of each that that don't quite align with the other. But I think for the major, you know, the bulk of it, we can probably use some of these words interchangeably. So if you've, if folks have ever sort of been confused by mindfulness or awareness or you know, heartfulness, what the heck is all of this going on? Presence, what the heck is that? Right. Mm -hmm. Well, we're just going to kind of scratch the surface today because there's there's a lot to this and um as we start to talk about it it doesn't mean we're actually experiencing it we're just <laughs> talking about it right. so i want to make that clear right yeah yeah <laughs> this is an experience that has to be felt mm -hmm. um and we're just going to talk about it today so um and why is it helpful for resiliency right if we've got a wise perspective, if we've got sort of like an open, wise, curious enough perspective, then we're going to be able to just naturally experience more resiliency mm -hmm. because life's hard. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to finish that up, but I decided not to. That That's for our other show. <laughs> that's right. Breaking up with our yes. BS. Find it wherever you get your podcasts, everybody. <laughs> yes, that's for the other one. That's for the other one, right, <laughs> right. Yeah, that's good. I, I, It is one of the, in the case of this topic in particular, it, it's one of those things where uh, verbal language is uh, doesn't capture really, the it doesn't capture the experience of what we're talking about. So it's, it's you know, there's all the different ways to cultivate that we can certainly talk about, but uh, again, it's sort of the difference between, as we've mentioned before in various places, the difference between describing what it's like to swim in the ocean and swimming in the ocean. <laughs> right, right. And so that's the, that's the part. So even if at the 
end of this because we're just scratching the surface even at, at the end of this it's sort of like oh i don't really understand remember like this is just the beginning conversation about what this might right. be or what this might encompass right. and the other part about it is it's not like it's not conceptual it doesn't come from a thinking space so here we are talking about it which comes from a thinking space mm -hmm. and um, using particular words comes from a thinking space mm -hmm. and then and then if if the listeners are thinking about this right then we're all in our thinking spaces mm -hmm. and that's not where mindfulness and heartfulness and awareness come from correct so mm -hmm. yes <laughs> but this is where we have to begin <laughs> it's true and I, I i remember I remember early on, I mean, Tony, you remember this was, this was uh, something for me that was elusive because of the power of the, the thinking space, right. Is, is for me as an academic, right. You know, whole part of my life was in academia and all of that. It was, it's all about thinking space, right. Everything is supposed to be taken care of and conceptual and, and understandable and embraceable and capturable from a thinking space. This is not, <laughs> there are things that are, <laughs> but this is not, <laughs> This is not right. So yeah. yeah, well, it's part of it's part of how we live our life, right? Mm -hmm. We we um, are you know focused on progress, and we're focused on you know social media. We're focused on other people's lives. We're focused on and and we can get quite obsessed with all of this stuff. Mm -hmm. And so all of that isn't kind of kind of keeps us and distracts us from being aware. Yeah, right. Um, we can get hijacked into all these other places in our life, um, concepts, like I said, people, social media, things to do, uh, video games, all the stuff that's involved in tech, our emails, all the things can pull us away from just being in the room, in the space that one is in with the other people who are also in the space mm -hmm. or the other beings that are also in the space. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and we see this, right. We can see this at restaurants. We go in and we see people sitting around a table and, and, and there's no awareness going on. <laughs> yeah. Very little awareness going on, very little conversation going on mm -hmm. actually mm -hmm. at times you can see folks. Um, but, but, but we're so conditioned and so habitually sort of connected to, you know, our devices. Yeah. And and all of that takes us away from being aware. Mm -hmm. And and right. So <clears throat> so what is awareness? I was gonna say that's that was gonna be my first question. So where's a good starting point from this yeah. conceptual framework where we really kind of have to start or the thinking space? What's mm -hmm. what's the best starting point yeah. for you? Yeah. I for me, the best starting point is talking about the senses. Mm -hmm. like a sensory experience, mm -hmm. right? So, so again, when we are connected to our devices or sort of taken away or stuck in our thinking space, maybe thinking about what happened earlier in the day, we're not usually tuned in and, and taking, noticing our senses, yeah. right? We're not, we're not tasting the food. Mm -hmm. We're not smelling the food. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we're not smelling our surroundings even mm -hmm. we're not tuning into what's even going on around us and not even aware of what might be going on internally 
without there being some kind of judgment or thinking about, right? Like we might be aware, okay, we get home from work. We might be aware that we've just had, you know, a day and that we are stressed or that we are upset about something that occurred in the day. And we are going over the story and adding to it over and over and over again. That's not aware of our inner world. That's feeding the stories. Mm -hmm. That's feeding the judgments. Right. That's feeding the reactivity. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's not sitting with whatever the emotions are from the day. Right. It, the, the stories it's, it's not even necessarily acknowledging them that that's there. Right. Right. And, and, and I, this came, the sitting with came up um, in a conversation I had a couple days ago and I'm, and I'm starting to, I don't, I'm starting to not love sitting with because I think it gives the wrong impression. Okay. Because people say like sitting with, what the heck does that mean? Like, I got to do something. What are you talking about sitting <laughs> with? I don't have time to sit. Why would I want to do that? Right. So, so, so then we're all on to something else anyway. Um, so it, there's later, there's like almost like it triggers. Like, what are you talking about sitting with? Right. And then we've lost it. Right. Right. When we're talking about awareness. So, because awareness can happen when we're moving. That's true. I mean, it can. We don't have to sit with. That's true. That's true. Um, but certainly, certainly, um, stillness allows for us not to get so distracted by other things, and it and stillness allows us to bring ourselves back. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I like that so, better. Yeah, I like that better than sitting with. I do. Stillness. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So. Because when we're still, we don't necessarily need to just be self-involved either, mm -hmm. right? Because that's the other thing too. We don't have to be so, um, I don't want to say like connected to our emotional state to where we actually inadvertently like mix it up and make it even bigger. <laughs> yeah, right. Right. This is what we tend to do. Okay. I got to really be with it. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah. and then, and then it's like, how is this even helpful? Right. Right. Because sometimes if we're like really diving in to be with it, we don't even realize that we're actually stoking it with the thinking. Yeah. Is what's actually happening. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah. And I feel this and then I feel this too. Yep. And then there's this and this, and we're actually, that's all actually coming from that place of judgment yep. and reactivity. Yep. Yep. And, and that's what we're trying to get underneath. Right. Right. <laughs> and, and I mean, there's all the questions too of ego and self-focus and not necessarily, everything is filtered through what it's doing for, for me rather than what's actually happening. Right. You know, <laughs> that's a good point because you can supercharge ourselves to that point where in the name of being aware, you're actually in a supercharged thinking state on the other end of it. What does it all mean? What's it all going to do? What's it going to give me? What's it going to produce? What does this mean for me? What are my next steps? And that's a lot of frenetic energy, even just laying it out that way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and a lot of thinking and that, and that has nothing to do with awareness because mm -hmm. those questions are really future oriented yep. and outcome focused. Yep. Yep. 
Right. I'm going to say, yeah, that's, that's a key. That's what comes up for me. You were talking about that. Um, for me, the, it's the senses for sure. Right. And then is it outcome focused or not? Right. And it's not. <laughs> awareness is not. Yeah. Awareness is just what's happening right now mm-hmm. without judgment and without thinking. Mm-hmm. Right. So, so there can be, a, a, if we go, if we get still, um, again, we don't have to be still, but if we get still, and, and usually that's a great place to get started mm-hmm. because once we get moving, we can get easily distracted mm-hmm. because we're, well, that's habitually how we are. Mm-hmm. We are constantly being pulled in all kinds of directions. So if we decide to get still and do a check-in, we could just do a check-in. And, and, and we can notice um, that we've had a, we've got stress in the body, let's say. Mm-hmm. Some stress in the body. And there's some pleasant and there's some unpleasant and some, maybe some neutral in the body. We don't have to start thinking right away, well, why is that? <laughs> we can just notice ourselves be with it. And... But that's what happens, right? We go right to, well, I better figure this out. What does this all mean, right? Yeah, where is this? What's the what's happening? We do that. Yep. What's yep. happening? Yep. Yeah. The minute, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. When we do that, we take ourselves out of awareness <laughs> to start thinking and analyzing about it, and 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 usually the past creeps in. And the past informs us of what it all is. And then we get on the bandwagon and then we get on the train and then we get on the thing and then we're down the road. And then we're just like, what in the heck just happened? Right. <laughs> yep. yep. I can't do this. <laughs> well, and it's, and it's interesting. Cause you know, when I, when I work with clients on this, um, almost inevitably when it's brand new is like, well, what am I supposed to do with it? Just the question, <laughs> what does it mean? What am I supposed to do? What's the, what's the result? It's automatic, usually the first thing they say. Yeah, how to fix this? How do I fix this? Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, so just just tell me what to do. Tell mm-hmm. me what to do, right? Mm-hmm. So that that's the part. Like if you think about, I think um, I was reading in a book, uh, there was a, a story, or not a story, but if you think about awareness as being like the sun, so the sun is always where the sun is, mm-hmm. right? The sun's always there. And think about awareness is that capacity of awareness is inside of all of our bodies or around us or however you want to think about it. Like the capacity of awareness mm-hmm. is always there. What happens is, is it gets covered and camouflaged by clouds, by distraction, mm-hmm. by our habits. Mm-hmm. by all kinds of things, you know, t- tech being a big one, our devices being a huge one for us right now that we have to contend with, with all the good that it uh, allows for us, um, we are, are losing our capacity for awareness the, the, the more that it does for us. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. It, it reminds me actually of, um, it's a story that, uh, I believe comes from ancient Japan, uh, about 
a, and I don't remember the exact parameters of it, but it was almost the exact way you just described it. It was, there was this place where everybody woke up every day and it was a blue sky, beautiful breezes. Everything was that way for as long as they had been alive. And then one day that all changed and the cloud and clouds came in and they couldn't see the mountaintops. They couldn't see out into the ocean. In some ways, they, some places, they couldn't even see their hand in front of their face. And because they had no awareness of that, they thought those things had all disappeared. Right? The end, sort of the end of things. And instead, of course, it was just simply this temporary thing. In this case, fog in the way. You know, it's, it's what, uh, it's what, um, uh, Socrates talked about, right? The story of the cave. If you, the only thing that you know in his is the shadow on the cave in front of you from the fire behind you. And you're not aware there's a fire. You're not aware that there's something outside. Your view of what is actually true is going to be different, right? And it's not actually necessarily going to be true. You're going to believe the illusion, right? And that's what I hear you talking about here is something like that, where the sky is still there. (laughs) Mountains are still there what is in the way of it is temporary. And in the case of what you're talking about devices, that's not a natural phenomenon. That's something we're choosing to put in the way, for Mm -hmm. example. So what are we choosing instead? Uh, That was a long way around. Mm -hmm. Thanks for going with me on that ride. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) And, and, and we don't even know that this is happening because we haven't even really been told that this is happening either. Right. is the problem right. right so it's not like it's not like we've got all the information and we're getting up and we're deciding you know forget awareness i'm going to go to my phone it's not even a conscious thing i mean this is the scarier part right yeah. it is so subconscious that we live like this because that's what we that's the culture now that we live in it's we can't even do our work without our devices mm-hmm. Work doesn't ever stop because yeah. we have our devices. Yeah. We don't get a natural break from work to personal life anymore in the same way that, you know, in the past had been because we have access to work and we have access to everybody else constantly. So, so you think about even like little kids growing up right now with parents having to be on devices or you know, that's just mm-hmm. part of their life being on devices. You know, kids are getting a raw deal yeah. nowadays. They're having to compete with the phone. Yeah. You know, at a really early age and their, their, their bodies know this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. That's it. If you really let yourself think about that and, 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 and let your body feel that like their bodies know that they've got to compete with the parents' phones. Mm-hmm. Yep. That innate right? sense like, of connection. Like yeah. Yeah. There's grief in that. There is. Mm-hmm. So, so that's the part where we, when, once we know what's going on, we can start to uh, be clearer about our choices because we can choose something different. Um, but, but until then, we, we, we just do what we've been told to do sort of yeah. what's been in front of us. Yeah. I mean, that that's such an interesting thing you're pointing out is that the, the old 
the old natural ways of distinction, even something as even something as simple as, you know, 150, 200 years ago, when the sun went down, certain things had to stop. <laughs> Most work had to stop. And then it moved to the family being together at dinner, activities afterwards, you know, um, things like the bedtime story, I think, have, have, have lasted a little bit longer. But, but nevertheless, those distinctions don't exist anymore, or they don't have to, right? We actually have to, we actually have to choose those to make those distinctions because I even notice it, you know, I think I talked about this not too long ago when I used to, I love to listen to music. It's one of the things that, that relaxes me, but I noticed that I was listening to it a lot when I was going out places at the gym, you know, out on a walk, that type of thing. And I like to listen to music or have a podcast on. And I asked myself one of those open-ended questions, like, what if I just didn't do that? What, what would that be like? <laughs> you know what? It's a lot more present. It's a lot more, I'm a lot more connected and aware of what's going on around me. Um, what I'm sensing, you know, my, my hearing is rather than being dominating, right? Everything. It's just part and parcel of all the senses that I've got. Uh, and I find that's a better space for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I, I, yeah. I mean, making those choices with awareness, we get to shift or widen our perspective a little bit. We get mm-hmm. to kind of really n- notice and and know what is going to be a more meaningful kind of experience. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we get to start to make those choices for ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, but we won't know that without practicing some awareness. Right. So is, is the part. So is 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 the an effective way to start tapping into that, focusing on the senses, putting down the phone, turning off the headphones. You know, I mean, those are those are practices that I do more and more. Is that a good place to start and see what comes up? Those are great places to start. Um, um, noticing the just just general distractions mm. no, noticing those general distractions but certainly if we can engage our senses more often um that can be like i said like i said a great place to start too because it slows us down even you know paying attention and you know, everybody's everybody's different um and their their habits are different their routines are different but we're all underneath this umbrella of the way in which we do things in general mm-hmm. So what, what one person might need or, you know, could benefit on focusing around another one, another person, it might be a little bit different. Um, but, um, but, you know, working with the senses for sure, um, slowing down, um, getting off of the devices, um, a little bit more often, Mm -hmm. you know, I, the, the, a great one is to, when you are in space with somebody else, and you receive a phone call or a text, don't answer it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Try that one for a second. Yeah. Right. It, it, it used to be that people would have to wait for a response from us uh-huh. in whatever way, like, call, you know, oh, they're not home. Okay. I got to wait. Right. Now it's just like, what's wrong with them? I texted them two minutes ago. What's wrong with them? Why aren't <laughs> yeah. they texting me? Right. 
kind of like, whoa. Mm -hmm. So slowing down around that, giving a little bit more time between those responses. And if you're in conversation with somebody, just don't wait, wait until you're done it with that conversation and then get back to that person. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's funny you See mentioned how it that. Feels. It's funny you mentioned that. Just the <clears> other day I was at uh I was at a a coffee shop, you know, a famous national brand coffee shop. And I was sitting there waiting for a friend to come in. And I noticed that exact thing. I had my phone on the table, right? And when my friend showed up, which is my practice, I picked it up and I put it in my bag. Right? For that very reason. But I noticed prior to that how many people were sitting at tables in conversations who had their phones sitting on the table. Some had them face up, some had them face down. But I, on a regular scan after my my friend left, regular scan, there was a lot of that going on. People checking in the middle of something, right? Or hold on. And you can sense the energy of that that disjointed connecting, disconnecting, connecting, disconnecting. And maybe not even really connecting to begin with. If a person's mind really is, I'm trying to fit this in in the middle of a work day, you know, or this communication I'm having with such and such a person is really a higher priority than what's in front of me right now. You can pick up on that from a place of stillness. You really can. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it takes your awareness away, right? right. So part of awareness is being able to focus. Mm -hmm. It's being able to focus, right? And so if we're, being pulled away from the a particular thing that we might in this moment right now, because it's happening, focus with, um, then we're no longer in awareness. The other thing to add to that would be like, we do a lot of pulling our phone out when we're waiting. Yeah. We're waiting. We pull our phone up. Try not pulling your phone out. Oh yeah. Try just being where you are, engaging your senses where you are, no, no judgment, no, no need to think about all the kinds of things. Mm -hmm. Even if it's for 30 seconds or a minute, you know, you want to grab your phone, maybe just hold off a few breaths. Mm -hmm. Right. I love that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's something we can all relate to. <laughs> there we go. That's mm -hmm. a <laughs> mm -hmm. All right. So we did just scratch the surface. So I'm sure we'll be talking more about this again uh, on later episodes down the road of Staying Power. Thanks, Tony. That was great. Thank you. All right. And thank you for listening to this episode of Staying Power. Remember, if you missed any of this episode or any other episodes, you can find this as a podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you so much for subscribing, for reviewing, and for sharing this podcast with your friends, your family, and your social networks. We truly do appreciate it. Remember, if you do subscribe to this in the middle of the week, these episodes come out on Monday. In the middle of the week, you'll get a short mini episode on every Thursday called The Four, which is a nice Kind of four tips, four points, four things that could be helpful. Let's just put it that way. So if you subscribe, you'll have that right in your feed. So we will see you again next week with another topic here on Staying Power. Until then, I am JDK Winnikin. And I am Tony Santabria. And we will see you next week. Put the phone down.